You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 211, Feng Shui if you're single. Welcome to episode 211 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online, we teach a feng shui certification program, and we teach feng shui courses. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. We also have a mailing list with special newsletter content for newsletter subscribers only, like free workshops, free Zoom calls, and curated content only for those on our email list. So sign up for our email list. You can go down in the show notes, click through where we say join our mailing list, or you can go to mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll to the bottom and sign up there. So we're almost up to Valentine's Day. And this is a time of year that many people who you know, maybe are single, I guess that's the topic of our podcast mm-hmm. today. For if you're single or if you know someone that's single, maybe you can recommend this to them. But uh, it's at the time of year when people think about when they're single, it just because Valentine's Day, right? So we wanted to dedicate an episode for those of you that are single, maybe seeing how feng shui can support you if you're single and you're looking for a partner. Yes. Because if you're single and you're not looking for a partner, that's cool too. And actually what we're going to talk about in this episode will still apply to you because we're going to dive a little bit more deeply into the area in feng shui that has to do with love and relationships because it's more than just that. So here's how I thought we could do this, Angie, because we've kind of been going around and thinking about different ideas for this. Let's start with first talking about what we mentioned all the time, which is be really clear on your intention. Okay. So we're going to ask you all to maybe do a little soul searching and see if this new relationship is really what you want, right? Maybe you just finished a relationship. Maybe you out of a bad relationship. Maybe. So, you know, give that some thought. A, do you want to invite a new partner in or do you maybe need to just to dial it back and date yourself for a little while and do some self-care, self-love, which will still can work on, you know, you can still work in that intention with what we're talking about. And then once you figured out, yep, nope, that's it. I want a partner. We're doing this. Then you can, then we're going to focus on the bedroom because the bedroom is the most personal area of your whole home. And when we are talking about feng shui and we want to keep it simple, we tell you instead of running all over your house, let's just focus on what's going on in the bedroom first. And I mean, what's going on in the bedroom from a feng shui standpoint. And also it kind of makes sense when you think about it from a romantic slash, you know, you know, way as well, obviously, because the bedroom should be for very specific things, sleeping, you know, healing nurturing yourself, but also intimate relationships as well. Okay. So we focus on the bedroom one, Angie, let's say I was single. Mm -hmm. What questions would you ask me? So some things I may ask you, what I'd start with would be, let's talk about your bedroom. Okay. Since we're talking about feng shui and feng shui, if you're single. 
I guess feng shui if you're single and looking, but also if you're not looking too. So Laura, what size is your bed? I have a single bed. You mean a twin like bed I, only for one I, person? By the way, I don't really actually have one. I, have, I, <laughs> okay. I have, I'm going to pretend. Should I pretend I'm single when I do yes, this? Yes. Okay. All right. Single. Okay. All right. I'm actually, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm married. 20 years and I have a king size bed, but that's okay. I just want to say that aside, but I'm going to pretend I'm going to go back. I'm going to go zoo, 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 back to when I was 25. All right, ready? Let's do this. Hi, 25 year old Laura. <laughs> I have some questions for you. You yeah. are single and looking for a partner, right? Sure and am. You're interested yep. in feng shui. Yep. Okay. Can I ask you what size is your bed? I have a single bed. So it's a twin size bed, but it's a really nice bed. Like it's beautiful. And I have really nice bedding. Okay. So that's something to pay attention to because when you have a small bed, that's only for one person, it's sometimes, sometimes it's called a single, sometimes it's called a twin bed, depending on where you're from. But basically there's not much room for two people. That could be where you start. Mm -hmm. If possible, I would like you to get a bed that it can accommodate you and a future partner. Like for instance, you know, you're single and you're looking and maybe you have a love interest that you've been stalking on the internet. Yeah. That's me. 100%. Yeah. So, and if you notice that they had like a single bed, yeah, you might yeah. realize red you flag. might be like they're a red flag. They're single. Yeah. I know so that. That's so single. Well, so it's good for that. But what it's telling me is that they don't have room for me. Exactly. So feng shui wise, if you're single and looking, if you have a twin bed, a small bed with only room for one person with only like one pillow, mm. then you're just saying, Hey, no one's, no one's staying very long here. No. So and I don't upgrade. have room for someone. So I need to upgrade mm -hmm. to at least, um, and I've been thinking about it. My 25-year-old okay. self has been thinking about upgrading to a queen anyway. Okay. So a queen is good. So my next question is, do you have your bed pushed up against the wall or is there a, is there space on each side of it? Well, my room is really small, like mm -hmm. really small. And so mm -hmm. just to save room, I push it up against the wall. Okay. So, you know, where you can start is when you, even without getting the larger bed, the double bed, you can still move maybe your single bed out and make sure there's space on each side because what that represents is that you're giving an opportunity for the chi to you're you're giving opportunity for the chi to come into your life on both sides. So um, you know, so if your bed is pushed up against the wall, like the left side or the right side, you probably only have one bedside table, right? Yep. Sure do. Yep. So once you get the new bed and, or even if you move your single bed now, you can try to get something that would let the universe know, let the chi know that you are making space for someone like having that mm -hmm. additional pillow and also a bedside table. Cause you know, your future partner deserves a place to put their water and their glasses, right? It's true. Yeah. And it also would be really hard for that person to get to their side of the bed. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I might have to make some some decisions with what I'm going to do. I have a lot of really big furniture in my bedroom that mm -hmm. I don't like anymore. So I think I'm going to declutter and downsize my bedroom furniture so I can fit a bigger bed and have more room. Yes. And feng shui wise, 
That would be letting the chi know you're prioritizing that there's an importance on changing your environment in order to accommodate Mm. someone else Mm -hmm. and being willing to let go of things that are not necessary in your life to make space for someone else. Cause that's really what a relationship requires, right? Yeah. Commitment, thinking about it. And that really would be like the intention being manifest in how I design my room. Yeah. Oh, so I'm going to change the subject a little bit from the bed. Okay. Oh, actually, wait, one last question about the bed. Mm -hmm. Is your bed, what do you, what do you have under your bed? I usually, again, don't have a ton of room. And so, but I do like to source, store some stuff, but generally I just store like my clothing under there, like seasonal clothing. That's okay. Ideally you want to have like nothing under your bed, but as far as the romance and the singleness goes, you just want to make sure you don't have any like letters from exes down there. Do you, or mementos from an ex? Mm, No, I burned those. I love 25 year old Laura. Okay. Because (laughs) sometimes that can mean that, you know, you're literally, literally sleeping over this. So for anyone who's listening, if you realize you have a bunch of old mementos from an ex underneath your bed, or maybe like divorce papers or something, that she can be holding you back and creating unconscious slash subconscious blocks to inviting in a new relationship. So that doesn't mean you have to dispose of those things or burn them. That's pretty dramatic, mm, Miss uh, yeah. Laura, 25-year-old Laura. <laughs> but you can just put them, don't put the, don't sleep over them. Okay, got it. Yeah. Don't sleep over them. Maybe don't burn them, but too late. Okay, so. That's, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so my last question about the bedroom is yep. um, to kind of be aware of what, images you imagery you may have around your bedroom like sometimes Mm -hmm. especially the people that tend to burn the ex mementos they may also like have gone through a lot of transformation and really like self-empowerment and maybe you don't even realize but you have maybe a lot of like really strong independent imagery in your home like Mm -hmm. like for instance I had a client that had gone through a divorce and was really into like independence and had like an image of like a strong woman, which was really helpful for, for her. But by Mm -hmm. the time that she came to me, she was actually pregnant with her boyfriend's baby and she was ready to now commit to a relationship. And so even though she really cared for this piece of art, I said, that's great. Just put it somewhere else because right now that, that is a representation of your independence, but maybe right now you want to soften and have more vulnerability and and make space for a partner. And again, you don't have to dispose of that artwork or that imagery, but maybe it needs to go somewhere else. Like, I don't know, like Laura, if you have experienced this with some of your consultations. Yeah. Well, yes. Oh, now I'm, I'm now now you're older, Laura. We're not going to share how old you are, but yeah. Okay. I'm older, Laura. 25 year old Laura's disappeared now. Disappeared now. I'm back. Yes. Couple things. When you talked about the letters of the X, I've actually seen that and I've seen it under the bed. So, uh, and it's a thing, a real thing. So people are probably like, who would keep that? It's happened. I've seen it. Artwork. Yeah. I, I did. I've had a couple clients who, and I, again, I'm kind of of two minds of one of this. I love obviously imagery of strong single women, you know, doing their thing, like you said, and you, uh, you really need that energy a lot 
you know, but then there's a time where maybe at least in your bedroom, you can be a little more vulnerable and open so that you don't, it's not kind of you against the world anymore. It's you're coming together as a couple. And so, yeah, I did have a client, which I honestly, she probably had about eight pieces of art that thematically were all the same, which was strong women, which is great, but we did shift the artwork in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. I also more open and it was, it doesn't have to be couples. Like I, I literally, we, we just did a beautiful abstract. Like we just didn't, it just, you know, like it didn't have to be an image of couples, but yeah. And there's also been instances where I've seen people that had been long grieving, like a pet, mm -hmm. but long grieving yeah, and had like images of that pet all over their bedroom, but then was also aspiring to receive a partner. So, so it's like that part of their heart was just like holding on to grieving because it'd been like many years, I think. Mm -hmm. So there's no, I mean, we're not working with you individu individually, but we're challenging you as the single person who may be looking for a partner to reflect upon, is there symbolism in your home that was supportive, but is not supportive at this time to have in your bedroom because the bedroom represents you and maybe is that energetically creating a challenge or obstacle to inviting in a partner. And also something to watch out for is if you actually feel really resistant to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Removing that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, and so can we talk, are we going to talk about the area Quinn? Or, yeah. But before, yeah. wait, but let me just say one more thing about if you feel really resistant to it, that we're not advising you to to push it ahead against what you what you're feeling. We're just saying notice if you feel yeah. resistance to it. Yeah, because then you may want to circle back to that beginning set we talked about where you really need to set the intention, and maybe you need to to start to think about how you are going to show up right for this potential new partner. And you really do the 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 word is receptive. And there's a reason why being receptive and open, because when we talk about Kun, which we'll talk about now, should we talk about it now? Okay. So the area of the Bagua that is associated with love and partnerships, often they just, you know, if you're looking at kind of a feng shui 101, they'll just have the word love written on it or romance. That area called Kun in the Chinese is, uh, and the reason we like to use the Chinese word to describe these areas of the Bagua is because it is so much more than just romance and love. And fundamentally, when you go under the surface of what that area is and what that, when you shift that area in order to activate your love life, fundamentally, that area is about receptivity. It's about, it's, if you go back to the I Ching, it is earth and it is soft earth where you can plant seeds where you can hold, where it's nurturing and comfortable and open and receptive and all of these lovely things that you want to be able to be with a partner. You want to be vulnerable. You want to be receptive. You want to be open, but it's also sometimes how you need to show up in order to invite new love, right? So that's why feng shui is so great and powerful is because that one area of your home, which we'll talk about in a sec on how to find it, well, probably actually just going to direct you to somewhere, our e-bagua kit, but that area 
is and in feng shui these areas of the bagua are so layered they have so many nuances to them that it allows you to look at all different elements and aspects of love relationships how you show up you know all these things and and so it's good to not just think of it oh oh this is about romance it's about it's honestly about how you show up in your relationship i think that area so when you look at this so-called relationship area, consider all of the things that Laura just touched upon. And then the way to find it in your bedroom is to stand in the front door of your bedroom, looking in and the usually the far right corner is going to be that area. And if you have something more complicated, it's hard for us to advise you, but we do have like a Bagua e-kit that you can find on our website. And, you know, if you're a newsletter subscriber, we'll put it in the email about this podcast. So it's easy to click through and it's free. So you want to just find that area. And then the number one thing I would do is before you decide to do something to it, take a look and see what's happening there. Mm -hmm. So find the location, your relationship area, and then take a good look at what's happening there. Maybe there's nothing happening there. Maybe it's super perfect. Maybe it's curated. Maybe you already know where it is and you've put like a tiny little fragile shelf there that could fall over at any moment. Like what is like, what is the way that you would describe that area? If you looked at that area with fresh eyes, is there a hamper there? I mean, there's so many possibilities like Laura, what else have you seen with your clients? Um, I've seen repeatedly it being the single chair that holds all your clothes. You know, the chair that the clothes that aren't quite ready to go in the hamper, but they're also not going to go back in the closet. It's like that chair. So I've seen that one a lot. Hamper, I've seen. I have seen a piece of artwork that was made from... I don't want to use the word garbage, but it was close to being made of like, it was some kind of recycled, really high concept thing. It was super cool, like really cool, but it was made, it was just, it was made of things that were like old and like decaying. And it looked, you know, it was just not a for a bedroom and not for that particular area of the bedroom. Yeah. And actually what might be very helpful is for you to take a look at that area with some honest eyes and maybe just set your timer and look at it for nine minutes. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to get bored. Notice things you've never seen. Don't turn away. Just look at it, set your timer, nine minutes, and then journal about what you see and feel. And then reflect back on like journal for nine minutes at least. And then reflect back on those words because you are going to be your greatest teacher and your greatest mirror and see what comes up. And then when you do that, Laura, they can do what? You can add things to it. Should we tell them the things they can add to it? Or do you, okay, let's say, okay, let me give you something. Let's keep it really simple. Also, I think we did say this. If you want, like, what kind of, what color should I paint my bedroom? What kind of artwork should I put? What should I do? Go listen to episode 159. We'll have it in the show notes because we do go through that stuff. But just as a quick because we're 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 talking about if you're single and you want to find love, the go-to feng shui 101 is put a pair of something in that area, which you could do. So you could do a pair of rose quartz hearts or you know, a pair of 
I don't know, a piece of artwork that has pairs representative. It's very simple. Like you could do that. And really, and I say, it's not the, it's not the simplicity of that. It's, it's, it's what you put into it. So if you go out and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go buy this piece. Of, I can't look, I can't wait to find this piece of art with two flowers in it, or I don't know, or two birds or whatever it is, or two people. And I can't wait to go find that perfect piece of art that really sums up how I feel about my excitement about finding a new partner. And then there's like, oh, look, I got those two things there. Can I just throw that up? No. So it's how you, yes, it's simple. And yes, you hear about it. Every single feng shui post you've ever read about finding love, you'll hear about the pair. But the power of that isn't necessarily the pair. It's your intention and it's your inspiration and it's your creativity and it's your action. That's what's going to really do it. Exactly. And I think that's enough for them to go with. Perfect. Wonderful. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Tune in every week for a new episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share it with others. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, mindfuldesignschool.com or go to the show notes. We have newsletter only content and subscriber only events that you would get invited to if you're on our mailing list. So we hope you'll join us. We'd love to see you in your inbox. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.